0: And that's a bit of the latest release from my guest, Newfoundland's Justin Fancy. The song is called Go Easy, and it's from his recently released album, Whiskey and Me. And I've got three tracks to play here on the show, including the full version of Go Easy. Stay tuned for that. Uh, We'll get into the album and, of course, some of Justin's influences, stories behind his songs, and much more here on the show. Man, he's had a great uh, few years Since the release of his debut album, Sure Beats a Good Time, back in 2021, that same year, he won Music Newfoundland's awards for Country Artist of the Year and Rising Star of the Year. And that was the first time the same artist won both awards in the same year. Then in 2022, he won the East Coast Music Award for Fans Choice Entertainer of the Year. And that takes us up to present and the release of that new album. Again, it's called Whiskey and Me. My pleasure to welcome Justin Fancy to the show. Hey there, Justin. Oh, hey, Dave, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me. It's, it's certainly been a while, eh? <laughs> it has been a while. Just somehow the time slipped away, and it has been too long. But we uh, visited quite a bit uh, a few years ago between the podcast and uh, the weekly live stream songwriter shows I did. So we, we spent a lot of time together. Absolutely, and uh, I I go back to my early days, my very
1: early days when I first started this thing, and you were a big supporter, and uh, I uh, you know I I appreciate that so much. I I think um, I've met a lot of artists through your show, um, you know, in the beginning when we started doing songwriter shows and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and those relationships uh, I still have with those artists, and I'm forever grateful for that. So thanks, Dave.
0: My pleasure. That's great to hear that, uh, that you were connected with artists. I love when that happens, whether it's the live stream or the live shows. And I mean, I, I really miss those. I don't certainly, turn, certainly don't miss the reason we had to do the, the live stream shows. But um, I mean, I did it every week, every Thursday for almost a year and a half, something like that. And uh, it was great uh, to have artists from all over Canada, including yourself, and, and just kind of doing it in a different way.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I thought it was a fantastic way to um, to, you know, to keep the the bug in people. And um, it was hard times for everybody. And I I think, um, you know, uh, a a lot of your shows brought uh, brought joy and motivation to us artists, because uh, I can tell you, it was a it was a tough couple of years. And, um, you know, we we, we needed something to keep us keep us motivated. And that was one of the things that I truly looked forward to. um, For sure, Dave
0: awesome yeah me too it was was a great time uh let's talk about uh things that have happened since sure beats a good time your debut album but let's let's start with that when you look back now on the 2021 release of that album justin um how do you feel about it when you look back at it and and what were you most proud of about that album
1: i think the most important thing was was just getting like finding my way as an artist and and releasing songs that i felt 100 percent um, comfortable with and uh, I think that was a challenge leading up to that for years I've been a songwriter and and I and you know I've been in studios and it just didn't work for me I, I wasn't confident enough to release it and um, you know I, I find this guy by the name of Clint Curtis and he literally changed my life overnight and um, you know it's looking back on it now it's just uh it's unbelievable how that all came together to me um and i'm i'm forever grateful for the relationship that clint and i share we continue to share we just co-produced this this latest album as well um and you know the 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 songs were were difficult for me to release i felt you know uh, a lot of vulnerability and emotion in the songs uh and i didn't know how people were going to react to it and 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 you know um i'm so glad that i had i went ahead and released it now because i just i've gotten so much feedback from people that have gone through the same kind of stuff or can relate to the music and that's all you ask for as a songwriter you know it uh it's 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 really um it just feels really good when someone reaches out and and um and you know says they they, they've you know they're going through a similar thing or um you know they can relate to the music i think that's you know a songwriter's dream
0: definitely that that has got to be a great feeling when someone does reach out to you uh through a message or in person and and lets you know that a song of yours got them through a tough time comforted them or inspired them in some way but uh you know it's great to have music that makes us just kind of feel good in a fun way in a light Mm -hmm. way but but when a song goes that much deeper. And can you give us any specific story, Justin, on a song of yours that uh, really impacted uh, a listener? Yeah, it was Makes Me Wanna,
1: for sure. It was my first big song um, to ra- that went to radio, and it was the first kind of, hey, I'm Justin Fancy. I'd released three songs before that, and it really didn't um, have any uh, go to them. But uh, this one Makes Me Wanna, I mean, I heard uh, I heard so many people uh, reach out to me uh, about this one right across the country because it it had reached so many years on radio and streaming and all that kind of stuff and um, I remember writing this song and uh, you know the, the the number one phrase I had for the song when I started writing it was you know my friends they say I'll never get over you um, if all I do is um, you know think about you and, and it was it was a phrase that I had in my head for so long Um, I had just gone through a bad breakup and, um, you know, it was just, those, those words were, were the foundation of, of that song. And, um, it was the, you know, that looking back, that entire album was a development strategy for myself as well. It was, you know, I, I started learning how, um, how I, I would, I would sit down and write songs because before I was just off the cuff and um you know that kind of that kind of deal and whatever came out of me came out of me there was no real structure to what i was doing um you know and fast forward to today i'm co-writing with others um something i haven't done before and uh you know and now now i i seem to have a structure and and kind of a plan in place when i go to write a song now it's it's it, it just feels different to me now um i guess that natural knack to be able to write a song got me through this song makes me want on i remember um uh clint my producer suggested that he'd write the bridge on this one i didn't really know where where a bridge would fit in this song and um and he done a fantastic job of that so that was my first co-write um and it really to me it uh it was the strongest song on that record and i think you know most deserving of the attention that it got and uh and i think you know that that song really um started turning heads and kind of uh you know uh you know got radio to start paying attention to me and all that kind of stuff and fast forward to today and i've I've had some moderate success at radio and still trying to break through but um you know the, the uh, at least you know after that song um uh, you know things changed for me for sure
0: let's turn to some music we've had a great conversation so far and more conversation to come but let's turn to a great track from your new album, Whiskey and Me, a song called Lie. There's a music video out for this as well that people can check out. But tell me about the song, Justin. Yeah, this was a very interesting one. It was um I actually uh
1: got Greg Wells to executive produce this song. So it was um it was a turning point for me because I'd never uh worked with another producer. Um he's one of the biggest producers in the world, if you know that name. He's worked with Adele, Keith Urban. Um Ariana Grande, uh, you know, a lot of UK artists. And he, he's just a massive, massive guy. And uh, he reached out to me. And long story short, he offered me to come down to L.A. and um, and write a few songs and, uh, and just chill out and kind of, you know, let him be my mentor for the week. So I was like, I'm not going to turn that down. <laughs> so my first trip to L.A. and I get down there and we're halfway through the mix for this song. Um, and... Yeah, almost fully the way through, actually. And, and uh, I, I said to Greg the second day we were down there, I didn't want to push it on him the first day. But I, wa- I really wanted him to listen to this mix because I wanted wanted him to give you know some opinion on, on what Clint was doing and, and everything else. And um, so I spun up this song. I sat in his producer chair in in L.A. and I spun up this song and he just said, no, no, I want, want you to listen on the speakers right in the middle because I hadn't heard the mix yet. So I crank it up have a listen to it and then greg sits down he cranks it up kind of plays the volume a little bit and listens to the song and he looks at me and says this song is absolutely this is great this is a really great song um but he said i think with a couple of tweaks we can make this a greater song and i was like okay this is gonna be fun <laughs> and uh so clint had been following greg For years, he uses his plugins in in the DAW that he uses in Studio One. Um, Greg's got his own plugins that you know that that Clint uses. I don't know the whole technical side of it, but um, Clint literally idolized them for years. And so he he spins up a Zoom session. He's like, "Tell Clint to come on the Zoom session." So uh, Clint comes on. And he's going through, and he he asked Clint to share his session for the song and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we literally tweaked things like through Zoom. Um, then he took the mix back from Clint after and uh, and kind of made it his own um, and that kind of deal. And uh, and it is what it is today. I mean, you know, it uh, he he took it. I mean, we didn't have a bad mix going on, but he but he just put his polish on it and. It was just fantastic to see the end result of this song. This song was actually called Love Me Like You Want Me To. Um, and that changed with uh, a guy by the name of Jesse Slack. And I had met him, uh, I, I had written with him a song before, um, and I showed him this song. I, I'd only known him for a couple of weeks. And uh, he's, um, if uh, if you don't know Jesse, he's got a couple of cuts with Robin Adelini, um, on that hit that she had, to, uh, I Want to Tell You Everything, I think is yep. the name of the song. That's one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so... He calls me up out of the blue one day. I sent him a mix, and a couple of days later, he calls me up, and I'm still down with Greg down in L.A., and he was like, um, I think you should call this song Lie, and instead of the and I um, ad lib on the end of... Uh, one of the lyrics change it to lie. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and he said, I, I don't normally do this. And I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be someone who's who, you know, I know you're at, at the tail end of this and whatever. He said, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want you to think that I'm just intruding. And I think this should be this way. He said, just think about it. And, uh, but he said, I think this is, this is a brilliant, uh, I, th- you know, I th- I think this will work. So long story short, uh, the song was called Lie. Greg thought it was an unbelievable transformation of the song and uh, and we added Jesse to the to the credits on the song and, and it's it's well deserved. I think um, there were a lot of new things that happened with this song, and I think uh, it was it was both a learning thing for me and 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 a beautiful thing to spend some time with Greg and, and, and have that you know uh, lyric change happen. You know. I
2: took a chance on love with you by my side. A new romance. We went along the love ride. We were friends in lonely places. Got caught in.
0: Going to turn to some more music in a bit, but let's uh, remind everybody let, back in 2021, um, you won the Music Newfoundland's Awards uh, for Country Artist of the Year and Rising Star of the Year, as I mentioned off the top of the show. And that's really cool. Obviously, two big awards, and, and first time that the same artist won both of those in the same year. So that must have been a real shocker for you. It
1: was. I mean, look, at it's a long time ago now. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like that long ago, though. It's, it seems like yesterday. I mean... You know, just to get off with that record and win two awards, the first record I put out, I mean, it, it was really special for me. And then, you know, fast forward to 2022, I go up to the ECMA Awards um, in, uh, where was it, Fredericton, and and uh, ended up getting Entertainer of the Year um, and the Music NL Entertainer of the Year in the same year. So, you know, accolades... Um, I'll tell you, you know, accolades represent um, something to artists that uh, not a lot of people understand it. It represents uh, a lot of hard work uh, and dedication and motivation. And these awards really motivate you to do more, Um, Mm -hmm. especially the fans choice awards. The Fans' Choice Awards is getting direct – you're getting direct feedback from your fans and the people that are listening to your music. And I think that's extremely important, and that's the reason why those awards are there. And, um, you know, every award, it never, ever gets old. I'm forever grateful for all the awards that I've received. And, um, you know, it just it just renews a lot of motivation and inspiration um, when, when you get feedback from, you know, either the industry or your fans, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I'm sure there are parts of the music business, Justin, for you that come easily and are very, very rewarding, like Mm -hmm. songwriting and and performing. But what are some of the challenging or even just one challenging parts of the music business for you? I think staying
1: motivated has got to be one of those things. I mean, you know, there's there's so many no's in this industry. Um, and, and then, you know, I, I, I describe it like a, like a roller coaster and it really is. I mean, one day you wake up and you get bang, 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 you're getting featured here, you're doing this or doing that, or your song gets added and, um, you know, and, and then the next day there's nothing. So your mind is always wondering, well, what's next, what's next, what's coming next. We need more fuel. And with social mm. media and content and everything these days, it, it just, yeah. it's just nonstop. It's every single day. Um, I went to a David Foster seminar and I'll, I'll never forget this quote as long as I live. Um, and he said, uh, good is the, uh, evil of great in this industry. And Mm. he said to be great, you can't take any time off. Uh, And he said, if, if that means that you have a creative mind seven days a week, he said, that's one of the hardest things in the world you'll ever have to do is be creative seven days a week. He said, if you take one day off. He said, someone else is, 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 is getting ahead of you in that day. And I, there's no truer word spoken. Um, I think as an entrepreneur, because we are artists, artists are entrepreneurs. um, I treat it like a small business, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. you take time off, um, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of losing steam. uh, I find now work-life balance for me is extremely, extremely important, um, even though I have a full-time job and a country career and all that kind of stuff and <laughs> a 10-year-old daughter. Um, but I do find time for peace and for, um, you know, for pastime and hobbies and everything else. And uh, But, you know, I still take time out of the day to have, you know, put myself in artist mode and think about what I'm going to do for the week and uh you kind of have to you know be organized when it comes to that stuff but just going back to um you know the roller coaster and rides it's 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 just crazy and and for an independent artist um these days it's really tough it's it's really tough to crack through uh especially radio these days radio is just so difficult to um compete with you know uh, the big major label artists um you know and 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 the thing about it is 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 you're competing with with a lot bigger budgets um people have more money to spend they get you know they they they're getting the top level grants and all that kind of mm. stuff, and us Indies are kind of you know dealing with small budgets and we still have to compete with the highest um that that's up there so that's it can be deflating but i I keep convincing myself that the creator in me. Um, and, and the unique talent that I have, um, because everybody is unique and I, and I keep telling myself every day that, um, you know, no, no, no matter what happens, if people still want to listen to my music, I'm going to release it. It doesn't matter if it's on a radio station or streaming platform or whatever else. I, I, um, you know, if, if people are giving me feedback and they want more, Uh, and you know, and, and my music is, is relatable and it moves people. I will forever be a songwriter.
0: And that really well captures the life of an indie artist. As you mentioned, uh, the extra work you have to do to get the attention and, always have that creative hat on and different hats on yep. and uh you know i got to give it up to all the indies out there that i support through social media mm-hmm. and that are all across canada that are wonderful but give it up to you guys for just uh you know uh, putting in so much work in creativity and uh and keep going we certainly have to thank people
1: like you dave i know you're you're you know you're 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 one of the ones who support us uh, little indie artists hanging out behind the scenes, you know, <laughs> and uh, and we we sincerely appreciate that. I, I think, you know, it's it's very important to, to cover. I think at a high level they're missing some opportunity to, to, to you know, promote emerging artists. Um, you know, I won't get too much into that, but I think there should be more of that. I think there should be more opportunity for emerging artists. And, um, you know, there is some opportunity here and there but i th- I just think there should be more um mm-hmm. and and more concentration on on indie artists i know artists that have could have been mainstream radio artists for years and years and years just never got off on the right foot um and they're fantastic songwriters. i know many of them i write with many of them um, yep. and they, you know they just gave up on radio one day uh and radio is not to be all end all there's there's sync licensing um that that you know artists have been able to been successful with getting songs played on uh on tv shows and um you know movies hallmark movies and all that kind of jazz and and my buddy jesse's the guy i mentioned earlier he's uh, he's actually working with the company that does all sync licensing so there's different avenues to go down it's it's just depends on what kind of creator you are i'm the type of artist that wants my song on the radio and i want people to hear it i want people to sing it loud Um, and proud you know and and that's just the artist of who I am
0: yeah well that's exactly well that's what you dream of as an artist and Mm -hmm. when you're starting out you want to hear those fans in the audience singing back your song because most likely they've heard it on the radio absolutely Uh, and yeah I agree with you about that I mean there should be some kind of I don't know if the word is a movement or a but like an emerging artist uh, percentage to play or something just to give a break to, as you said, indie artists who deserve to be there and are as good as, as bigger artists, but uh, just need that radio airplay to get reinforced. Um, I think so, and yeah. and we're competing with so much in America too. I mean,
1: you know, let's face it, uh, you know, the majority of the songs played on the radio are American country artists. Um, now CanCon has, has a certain percentage to be played, yes, and all that kind of jazz, but, I mean, the... Morgan Wallen's, uh, Laney Wilson's and you know the bigger US artists are are, are the artists that people want to hear on the radio. Um and and I don't think that'll ever change. It's, it's just how can we better proportionize um the the amount of, you know, indie artists or or Canadian artists that right. are getting played and yeah. I think I think, you know, that the current policies in place needs to be revisited a little bit. I, I, I believe so. And, um, you know, there there's and there's ways there's there's more ways. I mean, Stingray does a trending track, which is good for indie artists. Um, yep. You know, when you look at uh, Bell Media does a future star and Rogers does the one to watch. Um, exactly. and, and I think that's that's really cool. Um, and, and they give you a ton of spins for a number of weeks uh, you know, to introduce you to radio. But then after that, it's kind of like, okay, where do I go now? Um, you know, once you get your first top 40 hit, so it's, you know, and then it just becomes, you know, near impossible to get out of the radio again. So, um, you know, and it's all about the song. It's, it's, uh, I'll truly, you know, I have great relationships with radio and they've given me unbelievable feedback. I have, I have some, lifelong friends at radio i've made some lifelong friends in the last few years um and totally respect i think i i keep tossing this up when when my when my time uh, you know comes to an end when i'm you know when i'm not releasing records or anything anymore i'm definitely going to be in the business in some sense um i've always said uh, you know i might be a radio promoter or something like i don't know but the relationships i've created i you know I, I just feel like they're lifelong relationships, and, and I could see myself working in the business in the back end one of these days.
0: That's really interesting, Justin. That's a, that's a good kind of long-term goal or uh, something to look forward to, and of course, mm-hmm. with your experience as an artist, and as you said, you've made these great relationships, which is another key to the music business because it's the talent, etc. but it's the relationships that you mm-hmm. create and, and cultivate that uh, contribute to your success as well, of course. Very important.
1: Relationships are extremely important. If there's anything at the top of the list, yes, you have to have the songs. But creating relationships in this tiny little industry that we have in Canada, and it's very tiny. There's only so many, you know, Dave, when you go to CCMAs, you see the same people every year. Yep, exactly. Um, You know, and, and, and these people... You know there's certain people that you see that uh are major major um can influence you know your your career um you know overnight and these people, if you keep these people apprised on what you're doing, keep the relationships going. Mm. I, I think it's you know, and and some artists, some artists are not those type people. They they don't you know they're they're, they're introverted. Like a lot of artists are introverted and yep, they they are not social people and they don't like big crowds and you know all that kind of stuff. And and um, I, I I'm kind of the opposite i'm about halfway in between it i i don't mind creating that relationship i don't mind having that conversation and uh i think that's the business sense in me because i've worked in oil and gas for a number of years and and you know having those conversations were every day for me so um you know about different topics obviously but uh (laughs) same kind of deal i mean you know i uh you know I and and I I don't take for granted any day that um someone from radio responds to me because I've gotten you know I I know some artists that have reached out the same and they've never answered them back and and you know that's not that's not the radio's fault or whatever else it's nobody's fault I mean just the fact that they've been able to respond to me and and take interest in my music is for me coming from a small town in Newfoundland it's um you know I'm I'm forever grateful for for you know their support and uh I'll continue to um, to like I pitch songs to radio before they're released, and you know when I get a master back, I'll send it to you know a Stingray guy or the Rogers guy or whatever to have a listen and get a review on it before it goes out. So uh, you know I I have great relationships with with radio and with you know the streaming platforms and um, all that kind of jazz. And I think uh, I think that's extremely important as an artist, um, you know, to 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 let radio know who you are, you know.
0: Let's turn our focus back to the album now, Justin, your new one called Whiskey and Me, which is out there for everybody to purchase or stream and, of course, share on social media. Let, let uh, anyone who's listening, let your country music friends uh, know about this album if they don't already. But let's turn to the track Go Easy, which is a previous, uh, actually, sorry, that's your current release. Go Easy is the brand new release out mm-hmm. right now from this album. Uh, tell me about the song, Justin. Oh, this one was a, a pleasure to write. Uh, Riley
1: Taylor actually came down from New Brunswick. I invited him down. I met this guy at Boots and Hearts uh, a couple of years ago uh, when I was I was the top uh, one of the top eight finalists to go to Boots and Hearts for the Emerging Artist Showcase. Yeah. Uh, so Riley had won it the year before, so he was there. He was playing at the. Um, he had to be there at the Emerging Artist Showcase to check it all out and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And and he was performing on a main stage that weekend and I got to meet him and uh, man I tell you I just connected with him right away he's um his uh, his father was in the military and uh in Gagetown and uh in New Brunswick and he spent uh he was telling me he spent, you know his father's best friends were Newfoundlanders um and he kind of got the slang and all that kind of stuff. So, like when I met Riley, his his accent sounded like he was from Newfoundland. It was actually <laughs> you know, it was like a mainland Newfoundland accent. It was like right in between. So I, I I connected with him right away, uh, and and his talent was just raw, um, unbelievable talent. And uh, you know, I I said to a couple of guys last year. Uh, of you know we're gonna we're gonna see him on bigger and bigger and bigger stages his time is coming and he's still young and he's still you know he's still rocking it out in the bars and the pubs and all that kind of stuff doing what i did when i was 23 years old <laughs> but um you know so he came to newfoundland um i just told him i said man listen come down i'll arrange the shows i'll do a couple of songwriter shows and and get those going on and uh i want you to open up for me at the lspu hall which is in st john's and he was all over it like you know um so i i booked him his flight and he came down he stayed with us for a week and we wrote three songs that weekend go easy was the i think it was the last song that we wrote and it's to me this song is definitely I, i just wanted to keep singing it after after we wrote it i just wanted to keep singing it and singing it and singing it i just loved it that much um, and yeah, you know, I'd never experienced that before. Normally, I'd write a song, and, you know, kind of be sick of it and let it go for a couple of weeks, and then I have to perform it on a on a TV show or, sure. or, you know, or, or online or something like that. But this go easy song, it's just, it, 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 it really just fit who I am, um, as an artist and the type of music that I write, everything. And me and Raleigh spit this one out in, you know, 45, I, I think it was 45 minutes, almost an hour, and then we, then we tracked it on on a voice memo on an iPhone just to, just to have it and um and Clint really captured what we really wanted to achieve with this song and uh, I'm just really really proud of this one I'm proud of the young fella Riley and what he's doing he's um you know he's uh, he's one of these days I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be looking at him performing on the biggest stages I'm sure he's a very very talented man.
0: Go Easy is a great song. As you said, you love singing it, and we love listening to it over and over again as well. I really appreciate that, Dave.
2: we've been through this Back and forth, spinning times What are we proving There ain't nothing left behind We've been one foot in, one foot out Build it up just to tear it down Who are we fooling Maybe it's time But if you're gonna leave me Don't sing see the riding's on
0: Talk about uh, what's going on later this month for you. You got some pretty cool shows that you are opening up for. You are opening up for George Canyon.
1: Yeah, that this this one is um is is the first time it's 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 the first major tour for me, and uh, and I think that's very important to note because uh, you know I went through two years of a pandemic. I couldn't really I couldn't really shop around. I couldn't really you know like. Uh, try and get on an opening tour with somebody and um you know and 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 this last year has been extremely difficult to try and get an opener because there's been so many artists you know that have been on standby for so long and getting these opening gigs and it was just a struggle for a while and um and they offered me this gig and i was only happy to do it i mean uh it's uh 5 dates right across Newfoundland so it's St. John's Gander Grand Falls Windsor Corner Brook and Stephenville and uh it's 5 nights in a row and we start in St. John's on October the 20th um i'm just uh, i've been a fan of George's uh, just like every other country yeah. um you know country fan in in Canada uh, and even all over the world uh he's uh, he's fantastic and i hear he's a great guy and i can't wait to meet him and hang out with him and his crew and um.
0: Obviously, you know, sing
1: some of the songs off the record for sure.
0: What was Nashville like for you? Was it intimidating at all? Was it totally inspiring? Inspiring, which I'm sure it was. But how would you describe it? Your experience with Nashville? I think it was
1: inspiring for me the most. There was a little bit of intimidation there, but I'm I'm at a point in my life where. Um, you know, if if that was twenty three, twenty four year old me, I'd be shaken and kind of nervous and and whatever. And but I, I just keep, you know, I'm I'm thirty six years old now, and I just keep telling myself I'm I'm here because I've earned it, you know, and and I'm here because. Uh, people want to write with me. so you know I, i'm I'm trying to walk into these rooms with confidence and and um and, and excitement more sure. than nervous and and uh, and you know intimidation more or less and um I, and I think that that's helped me um you know i I, I believe I'm a confident uh, songwriter and 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 singer and uh, and you know obviously that motivates me to to walk into these rooms with with the same thing you know.
0: Makes sense to me. Yeah, Confidence is so important. And I guess, you know, in showbiz or music music business, showbiz, there's always that line where somebody could have an ego, but at the same time, you have to be confident and believe in yourself. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't, yeah, you're probably going to be intimidated and not not embrace opportunity. So you really need to believe in yourself. But like you said, it's based in fact. You know you're a great songwriter and a great performer just because, you know, you've proven that.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I I think ego is is misinterpreted sometimes too as well. Um, even at the top of the game, you you're still working your ass off. I, I don't care who you are. Yeah. I mean, I I have I have all the respect for the Brett Kissels and the Dallas Smiths and these people because they work their ass off. Um, and and when they get to a certain level, um, you know they even though even though when I get if I ever get to that level um there's there's nothing in me that's gonna put someone down because they're lower on the totem pole or whatever like it's just Mm -hmm. it's not in me (laughs) it's not the newfoundlander (laughs) in me i mean i i just love everybody (laughs) and that's as simple as that and um i don't think i don't think i come off egotistical i just come off you know for for me at this point it's It's, it's just feeling confident about what you're doing, um, because you're getting that feedback from, from others. And I, 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 am a person that goes off of feedback. Um, and sometimes it's the wrong feedback and sometimes it affects me in different ways, but I've learned how to deal with that. And I think, you know, it's, it's all about, for me, it's all about, all about someone else's impression of who I am. And I, and I think I've, I've, I've always been that way. And, um, you know, it's it's important to stay true to yourself and not take all of those no's on the noggin because they're going to come uh, as an artist and, and they'll come um, often. And it's just it's just a matter of um, being able to take those no's and transforming that into motivation to get better. And I think, um, you know, for 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 a couple of years there, uh, you know, I have a friend at radio that keeps telling me every song keeps getting better and better and better. Um, And so when you hear that from somebody, you know, you you know, all of that hard work that you put in, all that studying you did, all that kind of, you know, um, progression as a songwriter, starting co-writing, all that kind of stuff, like all of that massive amount of work is starting to pay off. You know, it's paying off because people are telling you that it's, you know, it's 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 helping me as an artist and, and everything else. And and that's what really motivates me feedback from others and all that kind of stuff, but it can go either way. Um, and, uh, you know, but that's basically the way I work, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. You've got to learn how to take criticism well and ignore criticism that depending on the source it comes from, you really got to right. balance all that, the good and the bad stuff you're hearing. And And the other thing you mentioned was hearing no as an artist. And of course, we don't always think about this, but big artists mm-hmm. like Garth Brooks, who now, of course, is a legend. In the beginning, mm-hmm. he got told no a lot, as did all artists. We, we always end up hearing about an artist when they've achieved success. And, uh, you know, it's that thing we, we, we think everybody's an overnight success because we hear them on the radio. And, oh, my God, they're amazing. But we don't, unless we follow their journey, we don't know about the five or six or ten years prior to that, that they had no's and they had to work to get to that point absolutely alan
1: jackson is another great example of that i mean he he, he brought tapes into um you know record labels uh, and he just you know it was just no after no after no now we have email and and we get more no's now <laughs> than ever before but at the exactly. same time we we have direct access to these people now um mm-hmm. and and something we never had before i mean he was going around dropping off tapes to to record companies, these demos that he had done. And, um, I just got, man, I I just, I I have all the respect (laughs) for these artists in the world because they they took the nose and used it as motivation. Um, and, and, and until someone said yes, which is, which is an amazing feat because your, your brain, you have to be programmed a certain way uh, and I tell you what, 99 percent of the artists that try and make it in this world, you know, in the country world or in any genre as an artist, they, they, they're just not programmed to take no's because for one, the creator in you is somebody who's 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 confident enough to write a song. So you've already built that confidence. Then you go spend a pile of money on, on music yep. um, to record the song that you totally believe in. And then you bring it to a record label or a radio or something like that, and it just totally shut it down. I mean, I, I get it. I I totally understand the amount of work that goes into making that, um, and mm-hmm. and you know, making that song that you dreamt of making, and it never makes it outside your door. Um, I totally one hundred percent get that, and I and I think, you know, you've you've just got to really have the knack to accept the nose and use it as motivation. And, uh, and I think that's very important. And I think, you know, you look at modern artists these days, Lainey Wilson, I absolutely love her. She's been in Nashville for 10 or 12 years, never got anything on the radio. Um, and then all of a sudden she comes out with things, a man, I don't know. And she blows yeah. up completely. Uh, and, and, and most deserving of, because, that song is you know was an incredible incredible song in every way um yep. and the person she wrote that with actually um i can't remember his name now but uh i'd listened to his version of the song and 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 that song has both um you could you could treat it other way from a man's perspective or a woman's perspective and and i think i think that that alone uh, exerted so much power in that song and and she had mm-hmm. that one song that put her over the top and now she's unbelievably you know on the top of the mountain right now um and i couldn't have more respect for for her for that because she she just she heard the nose for 10 years and all of a sudden she had the motivation to go in and write and record the song and then bang so it's um you know it's it's quite an incredible story and and there's incredible stories but you know the the biggest thing for me is is that these artists that are at the top they didn't get a free pass. Um, none of these artists got a free pass, and I, I think you know some have it easier than others, whatever else, but they still had to work and they still had to develop a product that was marketable and something that um, was was you know that that moved people in song. And I think it's I, I think that's incredible. It's uh, it's it's an incredible uh achievement and that's why you see artists cry every time they win an, win an award <laughs> at the cmas yeah. or yeah. you know um because there's just so much built up over the years of how hard they've worked you know
0: let's play another track from the brand new album it's called whiskey and me that's the name of the album and the title track is what we're going to uh listen to in just a moment here on the show tell me about whiskey and me yeah i wrote this
1: one with uh brian Mello and uh paul stevens brian was a uh uh, Canadian Auto Winner back in the day. I I'm not sure what year it was, but uh he's uh he's a great songwriter and a great friend of mine. And um you know he, he has he has a guy that writes with him. Paul Stevens is his name. He's down in Nashville. And I kind of ran into the guys this was one of my first co writes as well. I think it was my second or third and I just jell with these guys from, from day one. Um it talks about this song really it's really deep. Um it talks about uh you know trying to get over his ex and, and he's using the drink to kind of try and convince himself that he needs nothing more than his whiskey and me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there's a line in that song and of course, um, you know, you've got your ring, but I've got my whiskey and me. So he's kind of trying to convince himself through the drink, um, to, to get over this, this woman. and, And he's kind of, you know, kind of kidding himself. Um, and it, it it was deep. It was something something that I hadn't written about before because I don't really, I, I don't drink a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I've never personally experienced having to, you know, use alcohol to get over someone or whatever, like, you know, um, I, I just, I hadn't had that type of addiction or whatever. Um, so it was, this was a vulnerable one for me to release um, because of that reason, because, you know, I, I know how, how um how people have been affected by alcohol and depression and um all that kind of stuff. So I really didn't want to um I guess interrupt anything when it came to that. And I I didn't want to trigger anybody the wrong way. So this was very this was all going through my head when I released this song. And mm-hmm. and for me it was it was it was very difficult um to write it. But I, I think it's a relatable song. I think I think some people Um, we'll say, you know, alcohol kind of, it, it puts you in a different mode and, you know, in a kidding mode, um, whether it be laugh or, 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 you know, be sad or whatever. And, um, I, I think this is one of my strongest songs to date and I, I really love what we did here. Um, uh, and and you know I, I hope the listeners that, you know the, the listeners that have have heard this song already have, have given me some great feedback on this song and um, I, I'm really proud of it and proud that uh, Brian and Paul were uh, were you know um, i guess willing to to let me into a room for a day
2: I've been doing a lot of thinking a lot of drinking by you because I need to wash down and dry down the truth been spending every weekend with johnny and jack getting high on the bottle because you ain't never coming back because you ain't never coming back i might be J. Jay- Another shot of the night. my
0: I've had a great time chatting with Justin Fancy here on the show and playing three tracks from his new album called Whiskey and Me. We heard Lie, Go Easy, and of course the title track, Whiskey and Me. Again, Justin, a real pleasure chatting with you. Great to catch up, and I've really enjoyed our conversation. Really appreciate it, Dave. Like I said, it's been a while, and uh, let's do it again real soon. I think that's a great idea. We'll do it much sooner than later. Uh, We won't let as much time lapse between. And a big shout out to Paula, who is your wonderful supporter and manager and does so many wonderful things for you and and keeps us connected as well.
1: Absolutely. no. I love Paula. I I think that's going to be a lifelong relationship, too, as well. Um, Love Paula and what she does. And, um, you know, hopefully
0: we can chat again soon, Dave. Thanks for having me, buddy. That sounds amazing. Once again, I have been chatting with Justin Fancy. I'm Dave Woods. Keep on keeping it country.